dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Beautiful Saturday today. It is. Yes, sir, Bob. Is it Saturday? No, wait a minute. Hmm. Hmm. Sunday. Sorry. Anyway, I don't have very much going right now except for reading for review. That's about it. And you know what? I don't know how long this episode's going to be today, but here it is. I wanted to just talk a little bit about levels, experience levels, experience points, and starting characters out at something other than first level. And we will talk about that after this. Okay, before we get started, I've got a voicemail from John Allen Large from the Red Dice Diaries. Go ahead, John. Hey there, Glenn. It's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. I've just been listening to your It's Good For You episode, and I thought you raised some really good points in that. I think in most games, certainly in D&D, we like to think of the player characters as like heroes. So I've just done a quick search online for like a bit of a definition of hero. And the definition I got was a person who is admired for their courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. And I like to think, you know, like one of the noble qualities people would have is a willingness to help other people out, you know, when they're when they're suffering or when they've got issues. I mean, I'm sure we'd all like to think that we would help other people out. And I think that comes right back to what you were saying in your episode. You know, if there's a problem with like people in like the local village or whatever, if you're trying to be a hero, it's good to help out. And normally, like you say, one hand sort of washes the other and that kindness will be repaid to you. So I really enjoyed the episode, dude. Take care, and I'll catch you soon. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. It all comes back to you. You know, it's from either the pagan, whatever you do, comes back threefold, or if you want to do biblically, ye sow, ye reap what ye shall sow. Same thing. Karma comes back to you. And that's what it's all about for being a hero, isn't it? I know there's some anti-heroes in there, but they could learn from something like this. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. So I'm thinking about this because my Monday game, we all started at level two. And I've started characters off before at level three. I believe I started I started the Astonishing Swordsman game at level three. That was only because I had a module that it started at level three and I wanted to use it, but that's neither here nor there. There's several reasons why. I mean, if you remember back in second edition, Dark Sun, you started all characters out at level three because it was that tough. Sometimes you want tougher characters for a tougher environment or a tougher type of adventure you're going to play. And I think that's why Carlos started us out at level two because Eberron is a bit of a, it's a bit of a tough cookie. And we could use all the leg up we can get. Now, Carlos, I believe, does adventure-based leveling as opposed to experience point-based leveling. But I still mark my experience points down on my sheet because I started level two, so I put down 300 experience points. I have 300 experience points. Okay, fine. Now, the things you have to do if you start them at it other than level two is decide that's the point. Well, you probably decided this before, but at least... At this point, you should decide whether you're doing adventure-based or experience points-based 
lovely. It makes a difference. It really does. I see more games do adventure-based leveling, and that's okay. You know, and it works out. I'm, I'm kind of of two minds of this as... Oh, somebody's mowing out there. How about that? Right by my window. And so... I'm sorry, I'm getting off. So what I what I do is decide at that point. There's two minds of it. Because experience-based, or rather, uh, adventure-based leveling is a lot easier. Because you can, you can decide at what point they're going to level. You can look at what they're doing. And I've talked about this before. Look at what they're doing, what they've gone through, and then you decide. Which is great. Well, the downside is if you have games that different classes level at different times. Now, in 5th edition, I know it's all one chart. And the a few previous editions like that in D&D were that way too. But leveling as an adventure-based level, you might have to even break it down to class if you want to do that. You know, I've ignored that before. And I think to the detriment, because a game like Astonishing Swordsman, to me, is... You know, there's so many classes in that game. So there's 26 classes in that game. So you got to decide how you want to do this. And so that's that's the downside of that. The downside of experience points. I mean, you do experience leveling. You can do. You can you can you know, you can do that, and it, there's no problem. They they level at different times, and that way. Also, the characters, like, I leveled, I didn't. Oh, dear. But the thing is, then you got to dole out experience points. So you got to track experience points. Players track experience points, I don't care. As a player, that's what I do. As a game master, I don't care. But if I have to figure out, okay, they did this, this, this. Sometimes if you're using a module, it'll see, it'll list in the back where you get this much. And each monster has an experience point total, but it's just the math that gets you down. That's why I went to adventure base for a while. But anyway, starting characters, I'm, I'm, getting, a, I'm getting off track here. Starting characters at levels other than one. Now, first thing you got to do is they get all the bennies that you get when you're at that level. So they get that off the bat. That's something, as a game master, you're going to have to take into account. They're going to be able to do more, and how's that going to affect the adventures you want to run? And if you're running ad hoc, you just got to keep that in the back of your mind. Secondly, the adventures they run into, because they're a little tougher, you got to make the adversaries a little tougher. So, you know, if you throw one ogre at them at first level, or even a, a, a knoll at first level, that's going to be something. If they're third level, I'd throw two ogres at them. I'd throw three knolls at them because they can handle it, or at least they're supposed to. I mean, you know, you know how I feel about encounter balance. What encounter balance? Well, not not necessarily, but I I have a very very liberal, <laughs> liberal view, a li liberal way of doing encounter balance. It's more of a eyeball, uh, yeah, I think this will work type of thing. I've tri been tripped up before on that, but that's the way I want to do it. So, I you gotta you look at them, you look at the opposition, go, is this fair? Okay, what do they have over there? 
what special powers and abilities does this mo this monster have? These monsters have what special magic items and other things does the players have? And then you just make a call. But on the whole, you gotta bump it up a bit. I would rather. I mean, I made t monsters tougher before. And giving them a little higher armor class, giving them more hit points, things like that. That's fine. That's the kind of thing I do on the fly. But if I had my druthers, what I would like to do, instead of making the monster tougher, or monster or monsters tougher, I'd rather throw more of them at them. That's the point where it's like, okay, they're third level. They can handle these many, you think. You know, it's always going to be a a call, a call on the Game Master's part. Because that's the way I think it should be done. All this encounter balance stuff, I just... Ugh. But you know that. So, think about it. The tougher the players, the tougher the monsters. It's going to happen eventually anyway as they go up in level. So, if you're going to think about that out the gate, that's even better. That's something you have to remember. So, there's my advice for today. Now I'm going to go start my day. So, you want to talk about this or anything else, you can get me a hold of me at oldmangrognardgmail.com or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Alan, and Michael. Thank you, guys. You're great. Don't forget Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G Grognard Podcast, Young Grognard Podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, Big John L. Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.